buckle up for the Uncommon Leader Podcast. Just friends hanging out and breaking down leadership challenges and unwrapping techniques that can be applied to make a difference. A fun look at what is possible if we lead in an uncommon way. An invitation to be the champion we were created to be. Not your typical leadership podcast. Welcome back, Uncommon Leader Podcast listeners. My guest this week on the podcast is none other than my great friend, the best man in my wedding, fellow West Virginia University Mechanical Engineering Class of 1992 alum, let's go Mountaineers, and lifelong learner, Dave Campbell. You're going to be glued to what he has to say today about his leadership development journey and the tips he has for you. A little bit about Dave before we get started with him. He's currently the Global Senior Director of Quality Sensor Solutions at TE Connectivity. As I said, he's a graduate of WBU and he has his MBA from Purdue University. What makes Dave uncommon is his passion for developing himself and others on his team, his love for family and friends, and his bias for action mindset. You're not going to want to miss his mantra at the end of the podcast. So let's get him to talk. Here we go. All right, Dave Campbell. Say hello to the Uncommon Leader podcast listeners and tell them a story about when you were young, which as I already talked about in the introduction, we've known each other for a long time. We're, we've known each other longer than many of the people that have listened to this, but a, a story that impacted you when you were young that still impacts you today. Uh, hello, everyone. And hey, John, thank you so much for that question. It's uh, an interesting one that comes back to me pretty often, actually. And I go back to ninth grade algebra class, believe it or not, and I had a fantastic teacher and mentor at that time that I didn't realize it was going to develop into this, but he pulled me aside one day and said, Dave, you know, I really see something. And it was just something I needed to hear at the time. I didn't, you know, I was 14 years old, right? So it didn't have a lot of direction, but just having someone that I respected take the time to say, hey, I see something in you. You know, and he asked me to join a club at that time, but it was really meaningful. And I find myself going back to that story pretty often. Yes. No, I think that that is, that is really cool. I mean, it, the value just of of sharing with someone, and the and the impact that can have from an affirmation standpoint, and and on somebody's journey, and and even as we go through it, it's one of those things that clicks. Like, oh yeah, I remember that from years ago. Now, that mm -hmm. really really was an impacting story. May not have may not have been in my mind forever, but it starts to click as we go down this path. Right, right. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. Ninth grade algebra also reminds me of how we met each other, I think, in math 17 class as we go through <laughs> and engineering one. But we'll, we'll talk about those stories later. Well, cool. Okay. I appreciate you sharing. We're, I'm glad you're here today on the podcast as well. And I want to start it off. I mean, as we think about the, the theme of this podcast is, is growing champions. I, I know that you personally have made a choice to go all in on this lifelong learning journey recently. And I'm curious, was there a moment or a point in your leadership journey where you said, I am all in, that you said it's time for me to start to grow as a leader and grow others as a leader? So I think, John, there's, you know, there's several moments or instances, but I think, you know, I've been in and out of engineering and leadership positions for, gosh, almost kind of surprising, almost 30 years now. But I do remember probably about four years ago, going through a situation where I had an opportunity to go to a, a week long or three day long seminar class within my company. 
And I was very excited to go because I thought, well, finally, I'm going to get a, a really nice glimpse into what leadership really means. And it really was a fantastic class. I learned a lot, but I walked out of that class going, there's got to be something else. We're missing something in there because it felt so much to me like management. And not that there was anything wrong with management, but I just didn't feel like we were hitting all of the, the potential. And so that kind of started me on this journey of seeking out you know, what leadership actually could mean and what leadership could mean to myself and my personal development. So I still think about that a lot. That was kind of that moment where I, you know, pivoted and went, okay, I need to go find this, right? There's not going to be a class or a, an event or a time where, you know, I just magically have leadership. I've got to go on this journey. So that that's kind of resonates with me when you ask that question. No. And I think about it, even as you said, as I summarize and listen through it, Going to a leadership class doesn't make anyone else more a leader than it does going to a football game kind of thing in terms of making somebody a leader. You have to do something with it. And I listen, I actually want to maybe dive a little bit deeper because one, one of the things you said was you wanted to seek out what it could mean to you. And you think about why, you, why it's important to you to be a good leader. What, what are some of those things that for you personally make it important for you to be a good leader? So I think, you know, deep down, I've always wanted to excel and be more. You know, I remember there's several instances where I've said, hey, I can do better or I want to be more. And then as I got uh, more advanced in different companies, I said, wow, I really need to figure out how I can actually grow as a person and then look back and, you know, see what else that was going to offer to the company or my family or whatever. So it's, you know, it's kind of broad, right? So yeah, it's just been an interesting journey where I actually felt like I had to go out and understand what personal development was going to be for me and then what potential it had with others. You know, how, how could I potentially influence other folks as well? When I think about, even as you say that, there's, there's a certain, I'll call personal responsibility that exists, both in answer to your first question about the class and then ultimately as you seek it out yourself, we have, there's nobody else who's going to help us on our leadership journey more than ourselves. And John Maxwell talks about it, that, you know, you have to help yourself first before you can help others. Or again, again, the, the traditional metaphor of putting your mask on first before you help somebody else in the airplane, if the oxygen mask come down, all those things come out really true. And so you, you taking the opportunity, the initiative, the responsibility to develop on your own had to be both rewarding for you, but also challenging as well. So I appreciate that as an answer too. So let's, let's then get pragmatic as you've developed that over the last few years. One of the things that you know, our listeners look to do, or what are the things that I can do to mm -hmm. become a better leader? So what, what habits or disciplines have you developed on your personal leadership journey that might add some value to those that are listening today? So there's been quite a few things. And if I think back to some of the, the daily types of things, right, I really think now as I, as I work with my team, especially when I talk about leadership in general, it comes down to things that, that you're doing every day, right? You know, so what are you doing every day to actually think about your own personal growth and your influence and your leadership? And I would say even, you know, when this journey started for me, I was not doing that. It was more of a Hey, this is kind of managed by direction. You know, let's figure out how to get people to be effective. But I, 
I really wasn't taking care of myself and saying, hey, every day, what am I actually going to do? And I had an instance when I was at a seminar one time where a person, we just introduced ourselves kind of in a networking fashion. And he said, hey, what's on your reading list? And I was a little bit embarrassed to admit I didn't really have a reading list. Uh, <laughs> I, I've been reading a lot of self-help books, if you will, and they were all full of great information, but I wasn't really being diligent about reading them on a regular basis and then seeing what I could do to take that perspective and maybe change my behavior. So one of the key things I think that I've added, you know, even pretty recently is to always have a few books in play. I get up every morning now and I read every morning, do a little bit of meditation and exercise. And then I spend time throughout the week working on my team's development as well. So I've got three or four things always going in the mix, right? So I think the if I had to pick it down to one, it's be willing to read every day and be willing and open to learning something from someone else's perspective. And then I think the, the exercising, I, I remember reading a book recently, I think it's a book you shared with me, where they say, hey, there's 168 hours in a week. You can exercise for five of them. Right. Right. <laughs> at least five. So, at least five. Right. So, and I think it's probably more than that now, but, you know, doing, creating those kind of daily habits where you are being very intentional about improving yourself. And, and I think as you, as you create those habits, things will start to naturally start to improve. And then over time, you'll start to see that the progress. Right. When I, and I like it as well because, you know, it's, it's not, it's not one of those. This is some of the worst thing you exercise specifically. You're like, okay, I'm going to go all in on exercise. And after the first day of exercise, the first day of working out, my body's so sore, I beat it up so bad that I can't continue on. But it's starting into it a little bit small, trying to read a little bit every day. Yeah. It's not reading a book a day. It's reading a little bit every day. Even recently, I know you and I both heard from Bill Hart when he talked about just, just 10 pages a day. And if the average book is you know, 16 or 160 pages in terms of a leadership development book, you're going to you're going to read almost two books a month and you're going to get 20, 20 books done in a year. So it's not about, it's stacking those habits over, over uh, a period of time that are very important. And I, I appreciate how you also talk about how you're being intentional, not only developing yourself, but developing others. So let's, let's stay on that one for a minute. Then I'm going to come back to habits or books that you've okay. talked about, both things that are very important. When you think about your journey and helping others, can you share with me, you know, as, as a result of that intentional outreach to your team or developing your team, maybe a success story that you had that mm -hmm. showed that you're having a difference. You know, and at, at Growing Champions, we talk about growing champions that grow other champions, and that's what it sounds like you're doing. So an example of something where you won there. So I had an opportunity about two years ago to move into a new role, and I looked at this as kind of this opportunity to experiment with developing my team, right? I had moved from a job where I had just a couple direct reports and was developing myself and getting very intentional there. And then I moved into this new team where I have six direct reports and a team of about 250 people. And I said, you know what, this time I'm actually going to get intentional with being kind of a hands-on leader and working on their personal development. And, you know, just looking back at my career, the, the development side of our yearly objectives, for example, was always like, hey, what class are you going to take and sign up for one or two classes? And, you know, as I progressed through my career, I never saw that actually changing. And I, I thought to myself, what if I take a different approach here? And what if I work with my team and not get them to sign up for a class? But what if I actually get involved 
on a regular basis with my team to work on their development. And it's been, you know, a fantastic gift for me personally, because it's really motivating to watch my team. So what we do now is every other week at 630 in the morning, we do a mastermind or a book club, if you will. And we're all studying the same book. And it's not really about me teaching about the book or them teaching about the book. It's really about creating situations where we can read a similar um, message and then have a really uh, great conversation about what we think about it or what resonated with the team or you know what they took away from it. What can they apply? And it's been you know really eye-opening, right? Because you come in every other week and you have these conversations. And what I'm finding is it's actually driving their engagement. You know, people are excited to come in and talk for an hour about something other than work necessarily. You know, a lot of times our conversations head down a little bit of a personal path or they head down all work, you know, so it's just a a wonderful opportunity for you to start out with what's foundational in leadership. And that's building relationships with your team and then also help giving them some information that can help them develop on a personal level. And the feedback that I've gotten has exceeded any of my initial expectations. Like, like I said, it was a little bit of an experiment for me, but then as I start getting this feedback, wow, it's so fulfilling to hear someone say, you know, I look forward to that class or, you know, I'm taking what you, what, what we're studying right now, especially in the atomic habits book that we're reviewing right now. This, this applies to me, or this is how it affected my family, or this is how I can do better at work. So it, like I said at the beginning, it's kind of been a gift for me because helping my team become better leaders is really rewarding. And then now what they're actually doing is they're doing the same thing with their teams. So this is really starting to grow exponentially where you're, you know, you're getting the benefit of employee engagement and you're driving this culture of continuous learning. You know, and our company always talks about continuous improvement. And what a wonderful way to think about it and say, hey, what about continuous improvement of yourself, right? Absolutely. Dave, I can't, I, I can't write fast enough to hear some of the key <laughs> points that you really brought out in that answer. That's, that's powerful. And the, the simplicity of, gee, why don't I develop my people versus relying on someone else through a webinar to develop the people and have them say something that is not even aligned with what my values and what behaviors I'm looking for and things like that. Really powerful. And how, you know, whether it's regular feedback that you talked about, it's scheduled, it's intentional that you have, you put it on the calendar and right. you've, you've brought it into a book club and shared some of the things that you've learned. That's that, that's that growing on the other side. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, I get a, a benefit of getting to know my people better as well, building relationships with them, not just work, but you're learning, learning more about them and, and how it impacts on their life as well. And then they see that. And then lastly, when you talk about, you start to multiply by them doing something very similar with their team, you know, you're starting to, to grow champions and have an impact. So no, I appreciate you sharing that. I appreciate, you know, as, as you go forward that you take that intentionality. I know you and I have had a chance to work in a book club as well with a small mm-hmm. group and that was fun. And, you know, it's something that, that takes time. And that's, you know, that's, that's another piece of this, right? That it's not just something that you say you're going to do and then it happens. There's a, there's a significant investment of time that you have to put in to be intentional, develop yourself and to develop your others. So, you know, if you're, we know that we only have, as you said, 168 hours in a week. And if you use some of those up for self-development now and development of your team, there are things that you have to give up. What are things that maybe you've had to give up or say no to as a result of this journey as well over the past few years? 
interesting question. And I think about things I've had to give up. Uh, sometimes it's a little bit of sleep, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, you say, hey, I'm going to intentionally get up at 5 a.m. every morning. And sometimes based on my morning schedule for work, it's 4.30 in the morning. And then so you, so you give up a little bit of the the late later nights and you and you give up a little bit of the sleep and you, you don't listen to your yourself in the morning when the alarm goes off and you say, man, I could use another 15 minutes or 30 minutes of sleep. No, you've already made that decision to get up and go do it. So, you know, there's a not much else I've given up other than some some time where I may have just been busy, right? And give up this feeling of busyness. I've actually worked on you know, my schedule and being very intentional with my time. So when I take time during my work week to actually work on the the planning of the conversation or the, the actual conversation itself, you know, we give up a little bit of that day when, you know, we've got a very busy schedule. So everybody's always talking about how busy they are. Well, there's no question that you're very, very busy and everyone's calendars are, are back to back, right? And so a lot of people are working, especially virtually now working more than eight hours, 10 to 12 hours. But I think you have to kind of give up on that thought process that I'm too busy to do this. And I always tell my team, you know, you're too busy to not do this. This is where you've actually got to take that time and not just focus on external things. You got to focus on yourself because the dividends pay off, right? So, you know, giving up on a little bit of that mindset, you know, that, that, Hey, I'm too busy to do this. Sure. So it's not just time. It's not just things, right? It's actually your mindset as you go through. I love that. As you said, something, something to the effect of, you know, am I too busy to do this or is it so important that I'm so busy not to do this, that I can become more effective in what I do to use that. So I think it has to become that important. And some of those things that felt urgent, the need to feel busy and get things going that need to go away as well. I like that. I like that as a response. It's not just about giving up stuff like giving up sleep or giving up time or giving up watching television or something like that. It's about giving up a mindset that can be very, very positive and, and very motivating and inspiring to go through. So thank you for sharing that. One more question here, really. And then we'll jump into finishing up and I can see, you know, partly the fact that we know each other so well, I could see you being a guest on another time. Cause I've got so much that, that I want to talk to you about, and I know you have so much to give as well, but you mentioned some of the reading that you've been doing over the past few years as well and becoming intentional. So I'm curious, you know, what book or books have you gifted the most that have influenced your life? Mm. Wow. That's a great question. You know, and gifting books was kind of new to me. I think you actually set the standard on that one, John, where you started gifting books to myself. You know, you gave me a book years ago called Everyone Communicates, Few Connect. And I probably didn't spend enough time on that book um, when I first got it from you, but I've read it now probably four or five times. Can't even count. There's a book out there that I've gifted probably the most called The 4-8 Principle. This one to me really is about getting intentional in your thought life and your prayer life and, you know, just getting the prioritization of what's going on in your mind and getting very intentional about it. And, you know, not always worried about what are the the negative thoughts that are coming in there, but more being intentional about replacing them with positive thoughts and then planning out your life better. Um, that's probably the, the book that, that my wife and I like to gift to folks, but goodness, there's been a lot more now. I kind of make it a habit. I've, I gift books to my family now. I've gifted other, you know, other stories and, uh, 
you know, we try to reciprocate that thought. And because I think one, one of the things that's really key with books is that, you know, if you're trying to influence someone, you may not be able to necessarily change their mind. And if you're trying to always change or convince someone, you know, you may not be successful, but if you have a thought or an idea that you're trying to get across to someone, sometimes letting them read a book and allowing them to take in the information and then make their own personal decision about what they think about it is a lot easier. And then you can always come back later with a follow-up conversation. If they bring it up, Hey, I read this book that you gave me and here's what I thought. And then, wow, that's just a, opens the door to a fantastic conversation, right? Rather than you trying to convince someone of something, right. You know, and it just, it just helps build that foundation. I still love, there's a quote out there from James clear and, you know, I get his, weekly emails. And he said, you know, opinions don't change minds, but friendships do. And as you, as you gift books and you have those common kind of thoughts and things like that, you can have great conversations and you build conversations by building relationships and, and those are built through the conversation. Right. So, yeah. So the book can open up those conversations. Right. And I love to say I've been perfect. Even as I, as you mentioned, I gave you that book a long time ago may have been somewhat selfish too, since my picture was in the front of it, which is that's right. I love that's it. A whole, that's a whole different story as well. Whether it's good or bad, it's just a story that I'll share about books. And you know, when the, when the student is ready, the teacher will arrive. And it was in this book that I read, it was gifted to me for my birthday in 2012. And I read it in 2021. It's been on my bookshelf for that long. And it talked about the journey and the one of the quotes early on in the monk who sold his Ferrari was, when the student is ready, the teacher will arrive. I wasn't ready to read that book nine years ago. You may not have been ready to read that book as well. So it's something that we, that we garner. And I, and I believe that you know, you, both you and I, as students of leadership, we're ready to continue to grow as well. So I appreciate the stories you've shared today. I think that gifting the book, The 4A Principle, I believe you gifted it to me as well. And I found mm-hmm. great value in it. And then to hear you talk about, you know, gifting books to your family, that's a, that's a different approach, right? But sitting down as a family, going through a book and reading it and understanding can be a powerful way to communicate with family as well. So, so many good things in this podcast, Dave, I got notes on to really summarize and get forward. So I'm going to finish with kind of two questions. One's a very simple question and one's really about who you are and who you, what you want people to know as you go forward. So first of all, tell us how we can stay how the listeners can stay in communication with you so that they can connect with you and you can get to know more about them. And then secondly, finish up, you get the last word on telling me a mantra. If you had a billboard that was on the busiest road in the U S I don't know where it is. It's hard to, but you had an opportunity to put your mantra on that billboard. What would your mantra be? Last word, Dave. All right. Fantastic. Yeah. And listeners can certainly connect with me on LinkedIn. That's probably the best place. Uh, you can find me in LinkedIn, um, and I, I look at that and try to glean from LinkedIn, you know, some knowledge as as, as well, and follow some influencers and things like that. So, and then as far as a mantra, and you put it with uh, putting it on the billboard, maybe this won't fit, right? I've got several different things that have kind of, and just recently too, kind of melded into this mantra because I, I, I personally love to set the tone, and I always love to go first, right? And but my actual mantra that has been developing re- over the last few months and comes from a story that you and I uh, experienced way back when we were in college. And I think back to our uh, Baja race when I think we were up in Minneapolis and we were getting ready to go into a maneuverability race. And I was watching the teams before us go through this maneuverability 
course, if you will, and not, they were just going way too slow. And, you know, the first obstacle at the beginning of it was a big railroad tie and a lot of cars struggled just to get over that. And I remember sitting there in that car and I'm going, okay, if we're going to win this race, I have to do something different. I have got to step on the gas and just floor it. And I was watching these other teams kind of go conservative through this and everybody's getting some times. And I just said, see you later and slammed on the gas and went through that as fast as I possibly could. I think my, I'm probably exaggerating, but my memory is that I came through the finish line kind of in the air, right? And I was just so pumped. And so I've taken that go first and set the tone now to where I'm actually thinking about every time I want to get something done, it's really about just stepping on the gas because we're always going to talk ourselves out of things. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't always make the most sense to just move forward. But at the end of the day, if you've got that gut feeling that, hey, this might be a good thing to do, but then if you wait too long, and you'll, you'll talk yourself out of it, right? So I think, I don't know if I'd put it on a billboard by a highway, but I think step on the gas, right? I love it. Step on the gas and floor it. <laughs> Lord, get it done. And I actually go. think we have a we have a picture. If I go back through some old old binders, I think we have a picture of you going over that railroad tie. I remember it. I remember <laughs> that moment absolutely. I'm like, what is he doing? Exactly. And, I still and, remember your face, John, because yeah. it was completely unexpected. And I think sometimes when I look back at where I've been able to influence others and make a change, it's when you do something that's unexpected, but you know it's the right thing to do, right? And so I think if you remember after that all the other teams started trying to go That's fast right. as well because yep. they knew they didn't have a shot to win if they didn't do what we just did. So, you know, hey, set the course. Absolutely. Well, Dave, it's been a lot of fun. I've, I've had some, some laughing and hopefully it didn't come across too much on the microphone and lots of smiles. And again, I know we'll get a chance to do this again. I appreciate you investing the time to help our leaders grow and help them to understand how they need to grow others as well. So thanks again for being on. I'll be sure to put your LinkedIn contact in the show notes. And we'll get that done. Have a great day, Dave. All right. Thank you so much, John. Great talking to you. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Let me give you three key takeaways that I had from Dave's message today. Number one, the leadership development doesn't happen in a classroom or a seminar, but rather through habits you intentionally choose every day. Number two, don't rely on others to develop your team. Engage with your team and they will engage back with you, thus improving the relationship that you have with those team members as well. And number three, Step on the gas. Stop listening to others or your inner critic telling you to wait and go get something done. If you enjoyed this episode and are listening on Apple Podcasts, please help this podcast reach more people and give us a rating and a review. Also, you can catch up on past episodes at our website, www.growingchampions.net forward slash podcast. Until next time, step on the gas and go and grow champions.